focusing on the subject of prayer. Now, before anybody switches off, uh, I want to say right at the beginning that there is no such thing as an expert in prayer. We never become experts in prayer, no matter how long we've been praying for. So if you sat here this morning and thought, oh, another sermon series on prayer, and you were ready to switch off, uh, don't. Uh, engage in this next few weeks and see what new things God wants to be uh, teaching to you. And particularly this week, we're focusing on the role of thanksgiving in prayer, the importance of thankfulness, the importance of being a thankful people uh, when we pray. And uh, one of the things I'm struck by, that when you read when Paul writes to uh, the churches that he writes to, when he writes to those who... um, that he's uh, encouraging or challenging or moving along. Uh, you have something like this in Colossians where he's praying this incredible prayer. And one of the things, one of the sources for his thankfulness is to remember what they have been doing, to remember what God has been doing amongst them. And testimony plays a really important part when it comes to thankfulness. That we, When we acknowledge the things that God is doing, the things that God is at work, uh, the things that he's showing us, revealing to us, uh, then it can really help with our thankfulness. And we thought, well, actually, we've just had an incredible week uh, with Holiday Club. And it's not just about the kids having a good time, but actually uh, something incredible has happened this week uh, through Holiday Club. And so I've asked Amy to uh, come and just share a little bit about what's been uh, the blessing for her and for for those who've attended uh, this week by way of testimony uh, to lead us into then talking about thankfulness uh, and gratitude. Good morning. Um, So yeah, there is so much to be thankful for um, in regards to Holiday Club. Um, We had about 25, 24, 26 kids um, who came um, and heard about the gospel. They heard about the love God has for them. They heard about all these stories about Jesus, which was incredible. Um, Just like I want to show you a couple of testimonies from my little group. we were over there, so that's why there's all the popcorn prayers up on the wall. And the first day, we were looking at um, the subject of prayer. And we were looking at um, when uh, Peter gets out of the boat and he's walking on water towards Jesus and he starts to sink. And suddenly he goes, Jesus, help me. And that's his prayer. And that's, that's all he prays. It's nothing long, it's nothing fancy. That's what he prays. He says, Jesus, help me. And um, we wanted to encourage the kids that actually prayer is not this long, um, conv- not this long kind of thing that you, you have to do and that you, you know, it's not obligation, it's not all of this. It's actually just, it's just talking to God and it can be as simple as, oh God, that's such a nice sunset. Or God, like this is just such a great thing I'm doing right now. Thank you for, for letting me do this. And so... Um, so yeah, so at the end of this, at the end of the um, kind of session we had with them, we had about 20 minutes to talk to them about prayer. Um, in my little group, I brought some post-it notes along, and I was like, right, we're going to do this thing called popcorn prayer. Now, if you haven't heard of popcorn prayer, it is a, it's, it's wonderful. You should all try it. Um, and what we did was, I got them to write down one thing that they were thankful for, or one thing that they needed help with, or something like that. And I was like, right, we're just going to ask God. We're just going to um, ask God to help us. We're going to say thank you to God, and this is going to be praying. And so what we did is we got them all to crouch down like this, with their little um, post-it notes. And I was like, okay, so we're going to say, dear Lord Jesus, and we see this. And then we'd go, dear Lord Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Just like popcorn. <laughs> and then they'd go and stick it on the wall. And so that was supposed to be only the first day. 
um, after the second day, they're like, Amy, are we doing popcorn prayers again today? Please, can we do popcorn prayers again today? And so um, we did popcorn prayers every single day. And at the end, they were like, can we take post-it notes home so we can do popcorn prayers at home? So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of just... I found that amazing. Like these kids, they just, they love the idea of praying. They love the idea that prayer wasn't this long thing and, and all of this. They just wanted to talk to God. They just wanted to tell God about their day. And so yeah, that was incredible. Introducing six little kids or 26 little kids to prayer. Um, and then on the third day, uh, we were talking to kids about, um, the gospel essentially and the cross and what that accomplished. And the kind of approach we took was that you wouldn't pay more than something's worth. So we gave them a task where they had to kind of price up how much each thing would be. So you had like some apples and a book and, and you had like diamonds and gold and all of this. And so that was kind of their thought and that actually Jesus gave everything or God gave everything. God gave his only son. Um, he gave his life. And so that makes you absolutely priceless. And so that was what we did. And of the 26 kids that were there, 12 of them gave their lives to Jesus. So yeah, thank you God. But yeah, um, so that was incredible. And yeah, we have so much to thank God for. Um, let's give God another clap because he did amazing stuff this week. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. So there's your uh, starter for 10 about giving God thanks, that we always have things to give thanks to God uh, for. And so we are, yeah, we're looking at the subject of uh, thankfulness in prayer. And, and the, right at the beginning, I just want to say that this, this whole thing about prayer, uh, in light of actually what we've been looking at the past few weeks, as we've been looking at the Trinity, we've been looking at Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, Peter helped us with that image of the Trinity that's so famous. And the wonderful thing about prayer is it's that that perfect trinity inviting us in to that relationship. You know, prayer is a wonderful gift to God's people that we can be invited in to that relationship. Prayer is, is entirely and should be entirely relational. Not obligational, but relational. We don't pray because we have to. We don't pray because it's what we're commanded to do. We pray because we want to cultivate our relationship with Jesus. And he's given us that ability to do that in prayer. And it's a wonderful, wonderful gift to us as his children. And, and so just in the light of that, we're, we're looking at, at thankfulness and why thankfulness is so important when it comes uh, to prayer. And this beautiful example we have of Paul writing to the, to the church in Colossians. Uh, and he's saying, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. And so he, he's modeling thankfulness. He's, he's right off the bat. He's, he's thanking God for something. Now, there are challenges in Colossians. There are difficulties that they're going through, as there are with most of the churches that write to. And there are times that Paul does get straight down to business. But generally speaking, he begins with this, this attitude of thankfulness, this attitude of gratitude to say thank you to God for what he's already doing in these people. Despite those challenges, despite the difficulties, God is still doing good things. And so he starts this thankfulness and then he carries on uh, talking about various people who've had an influence on that church. And then he goes on in verse 12. Uh, or in verse 11, being strengthened with all power, this is his prayer for them, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father 
who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. And he's calling them to this life of thankfulness, of being thankful before God, regardless of what else is going on in their lives. This is likely to be a church that's facing persecution, a church that's meeting in secret, a church that is at risk all of the time, where their lives are at risk. And here's Paul saying, oh, by the way, be thankful when you pray. It's an incredible thing. So why is thankfulness so importantly? Well, first of all, God deserves it. Just think on a moment, just think for a moment on who God is. The God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, majesty, reigning above all, the Alpha, the Omega, the one who flung stars into space and knows them by name, the one who knows the number of hairs on your head, the one who created everything you see into being, the one who sustains his world, the one who is seated enthroned on high. Now, in my mind, that's someone who deserves thanks. You know, all through, like from a very young age, children are taught to say please and thank you, the magic words. When you go to the friend's house, make sure you say please and thank you. Saying thank you is seen as the polite thing to do when somebody goes out of their way to do something for you. But thankfulness in prayer is not about it being the polite thing to do. It's about it being the very thing that God deserves. Do you think that God deserves your your grumbles? Do you think that God deserves your to-do lists and your wish lists and all the things that you'll ask him for? Well, he'll listen to those for sure. He'll pay attention to those. He'll even answer those because he's a loving, patient, kind, gracious, heavenly father. But that's not what he deserves. What he deserves is your thanks, is your adoration, is your praise. Not only for who he is, but also for what he's done. You know, he's done incredible things, and he's done incredible things for you. If you're struggling to be thankful, just look at the cross. (laughs) Just look at what God has done for you. Uh, We can be thankful because we know that he's always good. There are over 3,000 promises in the Bible, and he's never broken a single one. So not only can we be thankful for who he is, not only can we be thankful for what he's done and what he's doing, we can also be thankful in advance for what he's going to do. Because if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. So why not thank him now? You see, there's so much to be thankful to God for because he's so good and he's so deserving of all the thanks and praise that we can give him. And I acknowledge and I admit that sometimes giving thanks and praise can be a really difficult thing to do, a really hard thing to do. But if you just stop and think for a moment, there is always something you can find to be thankful for. Because this is an incredible God we're worshipping. This is an incredible God that we trust, that we believe, that we follow. I was sharing with the kids uh, this week on uh, on the last day when we were sharing the gospel. And I was telling them why we do holiday club. Why do we do things like this? And I said that the reality is that I, I came to faith at the age of 16. And that's a relatively young age to come to faith. And I very clearly remember my first thought when I said yes to Jesus was this. Why has nobody told me this before? And I was only 16. And I said to the kids, we don't want you to wait till you're 16 to have the opportunity to hear about Jesus. Because he is a good God. A good loving father has sent his son into the world for you. And that kind of God deserves thanks, doesn't he? (laughs) 
He deserves praise. He deserves adoration. He deserves honor and glory and everything that we can give to him. Not just with our prayers, but with our lives, actually. But we're focusing this morning on prayer. So he deserves that praise and adoration. The second reason it's so important is that we need it. We need to be in the practice of being thankful. Why is that? Because the thing I've found over the years is that thankfulness is the ultimate antidote to cynicism. And cynicism is one of the most dangerous attributes we find in any group of people, but particularly in the church. That whole thing of being cynical about everything that's wrong about the church, or everything that's wrong about religion, or everything that's wrong about what people think is wrong about God. We can get so cynical so easily about what's not going right. But the antidote to that is thankfulness. It's cultivating a thankful heart that is thankful for all the good that God is doing. Yes, we can acknowledge the difficulties, but we acknowledge the good that God is doing. That he is a good, good father, doing good, good things in his world. And if we just look at the news, and we just look at what the world says about the church, or we just look about what we think is happening on the surface, then we may fail to miss the incredible things that God is doing that we're to be thankful for. Consider for a moment, if you've got your Bibles and you want to turn to Luke chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. There's this incredible scene where Jesus is, um, it's the Sabbath day. And and Jesus is presented by these, uh, the Pharisees are surrounding Jesus. If you want to know who the Pharisees are, um, basically the Pharisees are a a self-appointed group of people uh, whose job it was, was to make sure that everybody kept every letter of the law. They basically believed that the Messiah wouldn't come until every letter of the law was followed, until everybody was, was you know, absolutely holy and right before God. So it was their job, their self-appointed job, to go around and make sure that everybody followed every commandment, every command. And then they put on top of that their, their other laws and commands in order to make sure that everybody followed the laws and commands. And that was also the case on the Sabbath. Sabbath, which was supposed to be this gift to us, this, this day of building and cultivating our relationship with God had become rules and regulations and, and dotting the, the, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And, and they're, they're trying to trap Jesus in this context. They're trying to get him to, to show that something, that he's doing something wrong because he's, he's, they've seen him already doing things on the Sabbath that he shouldn't be doing in inverted commas. And there's a man here with a withered hand. And, and the disciples, uh, the, these Pharisees are basically asking him uh, about the Sabbath. And then Jesus says, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at all of them. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But they were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. I mean, they've just seen a man healed in front of them. And they're furious because Jesus did it on the Sabbath. <laughs> That's cynicism. Do you think that the man with the withered hand was cynical in that moment? No. What was he? He was thankful. Because he had realized who Jesus was. You see, the thing I've tended to find is that the people who follow the rules and follow religion so closely are very rarely thankful people. (laughs) Because the two just don't really sit well together. 
if we fail to be thankful, we may miss the incredible things that God is doing. If we focus too heavily on, on crossing the T's and dotting the I's and following the rules, yes, we want to be holy. Yes, we want to be righteous before God. Yes, we want to uh, follow his word and obey his commands and live in his commandments and all those things. But all of that is about relationship. You see, being a Christian is not about following the rules. It's about being in relationship. And as I said at the beginning, prayer is a wonderful gift to that relationship. And when we are thankful, when we remind ourselves that there is so much to be thankful for, it is the perfect antidote to cynicism in the church. I remember, um, I wasn't going to share this story, but I will. Uh, I remember being at college in Trinity, and we were all really excited students, all training to be vicars, all, you know, really excited about, you know, the future that God had for us and the future that God has for the church. I mean, I, when I came to, uh, uh, to have my calling to church, I was frustrated by things in the Church of England, and I nearly walked away from the whole thing um, and went to a free church or something like that. And then I sensed God say, I haven't given up on the church yet, so why should you? And um, I had this sense then called to actually to be called into the Church of England to seek to bring change from within, otherwise it will never change. Um, if everybody who disliked it ran away, uh, then it would never change. And, and I was really excited to be in a group of 45 other students with that same vision, that same passion, that same excitement. It was really great. And then one particular Sunday, we, w- we were asked to go on placement to a church, a group of about 12 of us. And I won't say which church it was, uh, but we were sat in the church, and the vicar uh, was leading just a, a midweek communion, and he got up to speak, and for 10 minutes he preached the most cynical sermon I've ever heard. <laughs> cynical about Jesus, cynical even about who Jesus was and what he came to do, and just over the years, scars and damages along the way had just created that within him. And I said in that moment, and actually all 12 of us said, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to, we weren't judging him, I hope you understand, but we just recognized it with him and we said, we don't want to be that. And so we, we thought, well, what, what's the solution then? And we realized actually thankfulness. If every day we're thanking God for what he's doing in the church, if every day we're believing that he's reviving the church, he's still working through the church, and he's still, you know, those difficulties will come. But still we know that God is good. Still we know that he's worth living for. And that we're worth living for and even dying for by him. And that's incredible. And that brings us on to the, to the kind of third reason it's so important really is because it keeps us in perspective. It gives us a, thankfulness gives us a proper perspective on life. <laughs> you see, because there are difficult circumstances and being thankful isn't about ignoring the difficulties. Being thankful isn't about pushing those aside and saying, well, they're not really there. I'll just pretend, I'll just carry on and you know, I'll be all joyful and happy and clappy. That's not what being thankful is about. Being thankful is a choice, a daily choice that even in the midst of that rubbish, even in the shadows, even in the darkest places, we can find things to be thankful for. One of, one of the songs that we heard last night was what's true in the light is still true in the dark. Isn't that incredible? What's true in the light is still true in the dark. But we can, when we're in the dark, it can be so hard to see it, can't it? When those circumstances swamp us and surround us and cover us, we find it so hard to see that God is good and God is at work. 
But if in those moments you can make the choice to be thankful, then maybe, just maybe, God will lift you enough to see his hand on your life. Uh, I, recently I, I've got into the practice of um, I have a late night dog walk um, just before we go to bed and uh, trying to really kind of cultivate that as a time of prayer. And for the past week, uh, I step out my front door and look up, and it's been the clearest week of skies. that has been absolutely stunning. And I tell you what, there's nothing, for me, and this is only me personally, just because I love the night sky and love that, that part, but instantly there's something to give thanks to God for. Even if I can't muster anything else, there's something there. And if you're really struggling, look to the cross. Because as Christians, there is always something to give thanks for in what Jesus has done on the cross, in what he achieved for us. And the time of Lent is about preparing ourselves to to remember that incredible truth. But to be honest, we live that incredible truth. We don't need Easter Sunday to celebrate the resurrection. We live in the resurrection. We are his resurrection people. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives in us. It's an incredible truth. We know the truth of Romans 8, that God is going to work all things together for the good of those who love him. But until he does, or whilst he's working that, we still have cause to be thankful. I thought on this just recently, that prayer itself, the very act of prayer, is a reason to be thankful. Because it is God inviting us into that relationship. It's a gift to, to his children that we don't deserve. So if when you pray, you're struggling to know how to be thankful, maybe start with, God, thank you that I can pray. <laughs> thank you that I have this, this opportunity because of what Jesus did on the cross when the temple curtain was torn in two, that I can approach you, God. I can approach the Father whenever I like, wherever I like, even however I like. That's a gift and something to be incredibly thankful for. And then that's possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's something to be thankful for. We have beauty around us that's something to be thankful for. Even if our health is failing us, even if our families are breaking down, even if we're struggling with crippling debt, even if we're, we're facing the most difficult things with caring for people we love who are unwell or dying or suffering from dementia, whatever we're facing in life, whatever the circumstances, there are things to be thankful for because we have a wonderful God. As I said, the, the theme of joy and thankfulness has, has been really resonating this past week and, and particularly last night. And I heard this, this brilliant quote last night that enforced a quote I'd heard before. Seriousness is not a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> but joy is. And when we approach prayer, when we come to pray, choose joy, choose thankfulness, choose to recognize that there is a Father who loves you and has done everything for you, 
and be thankful. I I love that post-communion prayer. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving. Let that be how we seek to live for him, not just in Lent, but always, because he's a good God. We've seen 12 children come to faith in Jesus this week. He's a good God. He died on a cross for us. He's a good God. He made a brilliant creation. He's a good God. If you're in the midst of rubbish and mire and muck and dirt and pain and hurting, he stands with you. He's a good God. There is much to be thankful for. So let us give thanks to him, our Father. Let's stand. And so we just want to pray, Holy Spirit, would you increase in us thankful hearts. Lord, wherever we are right now, whatever we're facing, whether we're in the good times or the tough times, whether we're facing uh, happiness or sorrow, whether we're facing uh, challenge or freedom, wherever we are, would you remind us what it is we have to be thankful for? May the joy of the Lord be our strength. Something else I wasn't going to say this morning, but I think I will. I think that the Christian who chooses joy and thankfulness in the face of suffering is one of the greatest witnesses to this world. The Christian who chooses joy and thankfulness in the face of suffering is one of the greatest witnesses to this world. And it's tough. And it's hard to do that in the midst of sorrow and grief. But even in that place, he is good. He is with you. You don't need to feel it for it to be a truth. But it is a truth that he is good. So Father, we claim that truth and we pray that you would increase in us that joy that is our strength. That we would choose to be joyful and thankful people. We ask in your name, Jesus. Amen.